Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Log Talk Radio. And of course the truck is the stereo. Met a girl, thought she was grand. Fell in love, found out firsthand. Went well for a week or two. Then it all came unclear. Alright, welcome everybody to another edition. This is Zone. Cool topic tonight. Actually, uh, something I'm interested in a lot. And we had a lot of we had a lot of fun uh, getting the promo done for this one too. Which, uh was a blast. Uh, a lot of a lot of people are really into this topic. The Lincoln County War. I, I, I believe you want to. See, you said it's gonna be Billy the Kid. Lincoln County War. Mm-hmm. The weapons and stuff that were all involved and the people. And you got a special yes. guest tonight joining you. Yes, I do. We have on the line joining us, and I'm sorry, am I going to, Jim, can we call you by your first name? Is that yeah. okay? Okay. Sure. <laughs> and you have a YouTube channel, and it is called? It's uh, Just Shooting Now. Just Shooting Now? Okay. Yeah, well, it's I wasn't Just quite Shooting. Sure. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry? I said I wasn't quite sure, so that's why I was asking. Yeah, it used to be a boob threw away, but because of uh, some stuff, I had to change it to uh, just shooting. Okay. See, yep. good to know, because <laughs> you don't ask, you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to say thanks very much for taking the time to, to join us this evening to talk about this. Um, I am really excited about this subject. I have to tell you that... Um, this is like one of my favorite topics. I love the the things that did with the old west and the outlaws and you know uh, all of that. So I think it's going to be a, a a really good show and good conversation for this evening. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of the the old west and I have been my whole life. I, you know, I grew up in Arizona, so it's kind of like ingrained in us to be uh you know fans of the old west and and cowboys and all that but uh yeah yeah, so i'm i'm definitely stoked and and ready for this okay well before we get started i just want to give a quick shout out and and say thank you to everybody that is joining us to listen on the other side of the glass this evening and also take a moment to say thanks to everybody so far that has been able to get in and join blog talk radio 
quick shout outs to uh, Black Dog, Ed, USAF, CPX416, and Smile Money. Those are the peeps in there so far. Okay, so to get started, let's talk a little bit about New Mexico and the Lincoln County War. And Jim, I'll let you uh, take it away and you can kind of give me your thoughts or opinions or, uh, or what, what you think on the on that whole thing overall. Okay. Well, um, Lincoln County, New Mexico, at the time, New Mexico is a territory. Mm -hmm. And uh, Lincoln County sat just above um, that part of uh, Texas that separates uh, Mexico uh, from New Mexico. And and so it was the biggest county, and it it was essentially ran by two... Irish immigrants, Lawrence Murphy and James Dolan. These guys were rough. These guys were ruthless. They lived through the potato famine, which Mm -hmm. if you're going to live through that, it's going to change you, you know? Oh, absolutely. You're going to come out the other side never wanting to go through that again, and uh, Mm -hmm. who can blame them, you know? So... They they essentially they come to New Mexico after that, and uh, they establish this empire, and they mm-hmm. run it from this place called the House, and it's in the center of uh, Lincoln, and it's uh, just giant timber house. It's like two or three stories, maybe even bigger than that, and yeah. um, big sprawling manor, mm-hmm. and. Um, that's just where they ran everything. They ran a cattle empire, um, dry goods, everything. Yep. They had they had hands in everything. They pretty much monopolized that that whole area at one point in time. Oh yeah, up until 1876, mm-hmm. when a uh, English immigrant uh, by the name of John Tunstall uh, came into town. Mm-hmm. And, and then old world uh, rivalries, Irish, English, yes. kind of clash. And mm-hmm. um, me being Irish, uh, <laughs> I kind of have to go against my Irish brothers here because uh, I think they were uh, a little, uh, you know, a little um, on the wrong side here. Uh, John Tunstall wasn't that bad of a dude. But again, yeah. in, we're, we're talking in 1876 terms. Right. Back then, there's there's different moralities, you know, or different morals. Um, yes. But yeah, he shows up. He has plans mm-hmm. to develop a cattle ranch and yeah. um, get into banking and and all sorts of uh, uh, business interests. And the house did not like this. Oh no! Be- yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was going to say because you know you're you're cutting into the cattle and you're cutting into the money. So yeah, that's bound to get anybody's attention. Oh yeah. Well, and he's an Englishman. Yes. <laughs> he's and he's young. He's only 23. And oh. Yeah, and he he's showing up with money. They don't know where he he's 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 got this endless supply of money. He doesn't know where it's coming. They don't know where it's coming from. You know, and and they're already up, they're upset with this. They're upset that he's English. They're upset that he's mm-hmm. moving in on on his on his, on their turf. And 
yeah, uh, you know, soon after that, soon after his arrival, he opens up a general store, yep. partners with uh, two fellers, uh, McSween and Chisholm. Yes. Yeah. And and factions form quickly, um, mm-hmm. and they start arming quickly, just yeah. like you would expect in the old west. <laughs> yeah. But didn't they at one point in time when it got kind of bad there, didn't they try to take it through the court system or do it law-abiding first before things kind of spun out of hand? Yeah, they did. Um, they they were, um, at first when they were gathering, uh, like I said, they were gathering friends, uh, mm-hmm. businessmen, ranch hands, gangs, but they were also gathering uh uh, lawmen, um, yeah. uh, you know, judges, lawyers, etc. Um, but the problem is Lincoln County was very, very corrupt, and yeah. the sheriff, uh, Sheriff mm-hmm. Brady, was yep. extremely corrupt, and he was solely in the pocket of the house. Oh yeah. So <clears throat> that is, you, you know, you can't really go anywhere there and um there was um let me see i got lost in my notes here i'm sorry uh oh, that's okay. so yeah uh tunstall and mcsweeney created their own uh posse of men called the the regulators now there is some debate of whether they were actually called the regulators at this time or if that happened later but um i just uh i just called them that for for the sake of the conversation sorry um which i'm sure we're all familiar with them from the movie uh their goal was to act as ranch hands and uh mm-hmm. to protect the ranch um and they too had lawmen on their side they had a town constable richard yep. Edgar, and yep. they had a u.s marshal uh robert um wyden wydenman wydenman yeah wydenman yeah mm-hmm. um so they were an actually deputized group at one point. Um, so, yeah, but um, I'm kind of going really, really fast. Did you have any questions? <laughs> oh, no, I'm I'm right along with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, yeah, in uh, 1878, um, on February 18th, Tunstall is murdered yes. by a uh, posse that Brady had assembled to ride out to Tunstall's ranch. There had been some uh, chicanery about a uh, a uh, insurance policy payout, and um, some judge or justice of the peace or something had um, someone of that nature had issued. Uh, uh, you know, you can go and seize property from uh, McSweeney and uh, Tunstall. And mm-hmm. so they, they went out to Tunstall's ranch to see some cattle and I believe some horses. Um, Tunstall was on his way in the town by himself to challenge this ruling. And yeah. when he rode up to him, mm-hmm. they just drew their gun and shot him out of his horse. Yep. And when he was laying there, 
they got down, walked up, and shot him in the head. Yep. And, and then I also read someplace, too, that they ended up kind of propping him up against his horse to make it look like he was just sitting there. No, what they did or, was... I see. There's some of the facts that you're kind of sketchy, so sorry, every yeah. once in a while I throw something in there. Yeah, what they did was they ended up killing his horse. And where his horse fell, they put uh, his hat underneath the horse's head. They put his body next to the horse and rolled his jacket up and put it underneath his head to make it look like they were taking a nap together. Oh, okay. And that's how that's how Billy the Kid found him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've got this 20, I think he was, he may have been 19 or 20 at the time. Yeah. Yeah, he was young. Find, finding him like that, and this is a man he looked up to who gave him a chance when the whole, mm-hmm. pretty much everybody wanted him dead. You yeah. know, uh, he finds him like this, of course he's going to, you know, what's going to happen is going to happen. <laughs> but uh, especially at this time in in, in American history. Um, but, yeah. So they they kill him dead, and the the deputy, he was riding with uh, three. His posse consisted of three gangs. Mm-hmm. It was um, I, I can't remember the, the the exact name of the gangs, and I don't really care to. But they were uh, they were um, the, like the Three Rivers Gang, and uh, who Bob Ollinger. He was a member of who he we'll hear about him later. Oh yeah, um, oh, we'll hear about him later. Yeah, um, there's uh, a, a, there's a couple other uh, uh, gangsters that uh, g- uh, gangs that were riding with him that are technically, you know, lawmen at this point. But um, so yeah, they after they kill him, they they prop the body and and make it you know, grotesque, and um, some sources say that this is when officially the regulators took their name and were formed and say that, you know, this is, uh, either way, whether they were, they took the name earlier or they took it now, this is when they decided that we're we're fighting, this is a war, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and they, um, they got deputized by a justice of the peace in uh, Lincoln County, mm-hmm. and they wrote out to uh, issue legally issued warrants for Tunsil's killers. Um, Brady arrested uh, Martinez, who um, he was one of the regulators, and yeah. um, and his deputies, and they were eventually released, and yes. they started pursuing them again. Mm-hmm. Um, they found them. A gunfight ensued. They uh, they found, uh, or they surrendered, the Tunstall's uh, killers. Um, they surrendered after, uh, I think it was an eight-mile or a five-mile uh, gunfight, um, running gunfight. Um, one of them happened to be a friend of the regulators. What? And on mm-hmm. the on the on, they were heading back to Lincoln, and on the third day back, um, the regulator and the two prisoners 
uh, died. And each had about, uh, I think it was 11 bullets in it, and that's one for each regulator that was riding that night, save the one that was killed. And that's known as the Blackwater Massacre. Yes. So that's that's pretty much how... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Things had gotten. It was, we're not taking prisoners anymore. So it gets to a point where there are no good guys. <laughs> According to today's standards. <laughs> yeah, it, that's that's so true because you know both of them, both sides were out for revenge. Let's face it, they really were. Yeah. And you know, so really, when you think about it, there really was no good guys, so to speak. Of um, they were just sticking up for what each one of them believed in at that point in time in that moment. Yes, and and when you when you look at <laughs> You know, you can't run to the law because the law is corrupt. Corrupt. He's gonna. He's going to. He's going to go ahead and run to uh, the guy who's harassing you or or or, mm-hmm. or doing whatever to you. You know, what else are you gonna do? Of course, you're gonna turn to your yes. your gun. You know, exactly. The yeah. great equalizer. That's that's it. You know, and that's really what the, all that they had back in the day besides, you know, going to your deputy or your sheriff or, you know, whoever it was that was supposed to be the law in that particular region. If that person was tainted or corrupt, what choice did you have, you know? Yeah. Yep, exactly. And a lot of people like to think of, uh, you know, the Old West as being this crazy shoot 'em up uh, yeah. uh, crazy violent area, and there were spots where it was like that. Oh but yeah, you were way more likely to get killed back east in the big cities than mm-hmm. you were out here, and it was because everybody out here had a gun. Yeah, <laughs> and and they knew that. You know, yeah. back so you're there gonna, you're gonna get shivved yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna think twice before you're gonna take some serious action knowing that the consequences could be that you could get shot. Uh, but going back to the whole Lincoln County war and all of these circumstances, this is the thing that I find so interesting about it. All of these circumstances, to me, it was like a mixture for a perfect storm. Uh, you know, everything just kind of came to a, a head at, at one point And it's just crazy when you, you know, read about it and do the research and, realized that it really was kind of the perfect storm at at that time in that moment because it really was a tug of war between these two guys, you know, who yeah. was gonna gonna you know have the most cattle or the the you know uh, oh, most yeah. dry goods and you know whatever else that the that their little fingers were into at that point in time. And, and that's such a 
that's such a common theme throughout mm-hmm. throughout these feuds and these these you know these county wars and mm-hmm. if you, I uh, encourage the listeners to Google uh, the Pleasant Valley War. It took place here in Arizona. Um, it's a uh, uh, it was against the it was the Grams and the Tewksburys. Um It's a very fascinating, fascinating read. Uh, or uh, well, yeah, it's a fascinating read because you'll be reading about it online. But there's a new book coming out uh, in October about it. It's going to be real good. But getting back to uh, uh, the Lincoln County, um, the uh, the uh, oh, I'm sorry, I, I I lost my train of thought. <laughs> okay, you're like me. It's like it's such an exciting topic to talk about that your mind just races, and then you're like, okay, oh yeah. Well, <laughs> That's why I made notes, because I, I just started thinking about Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid and all these other, all the oh, outlaws yeah. out there, you know? Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> um, crazy. But, yeah, the, um, we we haven't even gotten to uh, the the battle of uh, Lincoln yet, the biggest battle yet. No. Yeah, that was. Uh, the, the, the war, yeah. Yeah, July fifteenth, eighteen seventy-eight. When uh, let's see, there was uh, a ton of regulators, Billy and uh-huh. and and several other captains and and uh, and guys that were uh, high-ranking regulators. They were surrounded. They were in two separate uh, buildings, surrounded by Dolan and Murphy faction. Yeah. Um, you know, holding it out and duking it out, yelling at each other, yelling at. Could you imagine that in the middle of a gunfight, yelling an insult at somebody? <laughs> <laughs> kind of puts a new twist on things, doesn't it? <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I know, right? For three days, they're sitting there shooting at each other, and at the same time, yellow belly and all that. And yeah. You're Daisy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they. Uh, they, they it continued until U.S. troops mm-hmm. showed up yeah. with a cannon. Yep. And they aimed it at where Billy the Kid was located, and yeah. he was like, "All right, guys, let's go." Yeah. And they broke cover and took off. And yeah. it's just that that to me is it took the U.S. Army and a cannon. To scare Billy the Kid, yeah, <laughs> from from fleeing, you know. That's, I mean, he's a, he's a young guy, yeah. and and he's maybe, maybe yeah. it's stupidity of youth, or maybe he was just really that brave or that angry, you know. Well, I think it's a combination of being young and stupid and just having balls of steel, because you know, and that. In that whole, you know, era of what was happening, you know, there, you you really were, um, you know, like, if you believed in that cause, you were going to, you know, fight for that cause, you know, basically live by the gun, die by the gun, and that was really no lie out there. Yep. Yep, that's true. Yeah, and, and he had no easy upbringing either. Since 13, he'd been working no. on the frontier. 
So that's the other piece of it that I want to talk about because, you know, this the, the, it really was the perfect storm for a war to happen because you did have the Irishman on one side and you had the Englishman on the other side. And honestly, there was no love loss there, as we all know. But I think looking at, you know, Billy the Kid and how he fit into this piece of the puzzle that created this, this whole picture of what really went on in the Link, in Lincoln County area... I think he was the person that kind of threw the monkey wrench into it. Because I don't think that they were expecting this this young kid, you know what I mean? To be so um, angry and so moved and so upset because, you know, obviously John Tunstall did give him a chance and he was, you know, working on his ranch. And, you know, this was the first person in quite a while that actually uh, believed him, believed in him, if you will. So how could he have not taken that to heart, and how could he not revenge his friend's death? Exactly. And the other thing is they didn't expect the regulators. They didn't expect the other ranch hands. They Mm -hmm. didn't expect – Billy was so um, ingratiated into the Mexican community that – he was able to rally a lot of them to the cause saying, Hey, mm-hmm. these guys are, are assholes. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, they're, 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 they're keeping you down and, and you know, they're stealing from you and they're, you could be making more money, but they're, you know, they're essentially mm-hmm. treating you like slaves. So yeah. he, he was, so, I mean, the regulators grew exponentially because of Billy, Billy was a genius. I think if we could go back yeah. and test his IQ, it would be off the charts. I mean, oh, I think so. Yeah. If you look at um, his escapes, his his first escape was at thirteen. Yeah. You know, um, he 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 escaped several other times. The time he escaped, um, I'll just jump right into that right now. Um, April twenty eighth, eighteen eighty one. He mm-hmm. got captured by Pat Garrett following a siege. Um, it, he was tried. He was found guilty. He was sentenced to hang. Now there is a bit of uh, uh, urban legend there where the judge yeah. says, "I sentence you to hang, hang, hang." The judge mm-hmm. may have said that. Um, Billy did not say, "Well, you can go to hell, hell, hell." That's yeah. urban legend. He, he, yeah. he, uh, official record is he didn't say anything. Yeah. Um, but anyways, he was sentenced to hang. Um, Billy, uh, was transported back to, or he was transported to, I can't remember the name of the town. Um, my note got cut off on the printer. Sorry. But he was with Ollinger, uh, James Bell, and another deputy whose name I could not find. I did so okay. much research, I could not find his name anywhere. Well, I'm uh, glad I wasn't the only one. <laughs> I'm sorry? I said I'm glad I wasn't the only one. <laughs> oh, gosh, I have 15 books maybe that I went through. So, yeah, yeah. and I was searching on the Internet for a week, the past week. So, yeah, uh, don't feel bad. Um, so, yeah, um but like a lot in the Old West, gets a bit hazy here. Uh, we we don't know for sure because none of us were there. But some say that there was a pistol hidden in the outhouse 
Yeah. Some say uh, that's hogwash. Um, I have a tendency to believe that was hogwash, but that and that's just me. Um, either way, um, Ollinger left either to take other uh, inmates across the street to grab dinner or for himself just to go and grab dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, he asked Bell to take him to the outhouse where there's either a pistol, a pistol stashed or he just has to go. On on the way back, Billy either slipped out of the cuffs or he uh, or, or he slips out of the cuffs and either takes the gun that was from the outhouse or he slips out of the cuffs and grabs uh, Bell's gun and kills yeah. him. Yeah. Yep. And um, he runs up, still shackled, runs to the windows overlooking the street. Um, mm-hmm that uh, Ollinger would be crossing. Now, mind you, Ollinger was, uh, they called him the Bloody Badge because he was a uh, gangster and a murderer who they put a badge on and was suddenly, uh, were supposed to respect him. But um, he, uh, he uh, he's running across the street. Um, he hears someone say, he killed Bell, and then here's where it gets a bit hazy. Again, someone uh, he either hears "Hi Bob" or "Hello Bob," or yeah. look up "Old Boy" and see what you get. And then Ollinger says he's killed me too. And then uh, Billy dumps two barrels of uh, Whitney. 1866 10 gauge into Ollinger, probably cutting him in half, or damn near cutting him in half. So that's uh, that's how that happened. And then uh, he spent like the next hour or so uh, hacking at the shackles with an axe. Finally, gets the shackles off and borrows a horse and leaves. Legend mm-hmm. has it that he was singing, but that. Who knows? You know, I find the interesting thing about him is that he had the opportunity to leave and never come back. But he doesn't. He doesn't leave. He does not leave New Mexico. He, 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 and to me, I thought it was kind of strange. And maybe it's, you know, either smart or stupid, whatever way you want to look at it. But to go back to the same old haunts, you know. It just amazes me. I would I would have thought that if somebody would have broken out of jail and they'd be screaming freedom, that they would just be out of there like a bat out of hell. Yeah. But that was not, that wasn't him, not at all. No, Which and af- surprises me. Yeah, after this event, the April twenty eighth event, uh, he, uh, the official account, uh, July fourteenth, eighteen eighty one. He's uh, shot and killed by Pat Garrett mm-hmm. in Pete Maxwell's bedroom at around yep. midnight. Yeah. Now, some people might be thinking, well, okay, just like you just said, all of these events, dude, get the hell out of Dodge. Why are you yeah. still here? <laughs> the war is over. Um, yeah. Go. Uh, yeah. Go. It, it was love. I can't remember her first name, but Maxwell's sister. Uh, he was in love yeah. with 
And, okay. And uh, uh, I should I should have I should have made a note of it. But uh, yeah, he was in love with her, and um, you know he was like, I, like when we get to his life story, you know you'll see that yeah, he had a lot of grief. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus starting very young in his life so that probably stunted his emotional growth so he you know he latched on to that love oh yeah know? and he 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 we call him Billy the Kid nowadays, and you think 21 years old, that's like you're not really a kid. Well, of course, in this modern generation, yeah, sure you are. But, uh, yeah. um, you know, back then you weren't really a kid, but he he was in a way, you know? Yeah. He was a, he was a kid most of the time, but he was a man when he needed to be, obviously, you know? Yeah, Exactly. I think it's a very interesting part of history, and I think for all the people out there that are listening and are, are will be listening, hopefully, in podcasts, um, you know, if it's something that kind of piques your interest, look into it, because I'll tell you what, the more that you read about it and the more research that you do, it is fascinating. It's fascinating to see what the actual facts are that we collected, you know, what falls in the category of urban legend, what falls in the category of maybe he said, she said, um, so there, there is a lot, a lot of information out there for you to, you know, take a look at and, and make your own decision and come to your own conclusion as to, you know, what you think about the Lincoln County War in general and um, the Old West. So, Jim, if we can take a moment, too, can we kind of talk a little bit more about Billy the Kid in detail? Because I know that we were talking about the, the piece specifically that um, – uh, that he was tied to as far as the Lincoln County War goes. But I want to talk a little bit more about the person that he was, the person that he became, and how he ended up where he ended up in, in New Mexico and meeting John Tunstall and Pat Garrett and, you know, how how these people impacted or uh, affected his life. Okay, yeah. Um, I just wanted to say one more thing about uh, Billy and his time with the regulators. Uh mm-hmm. He was the only regulator to be involved in every shootout and not uh, die, obviously. He, he didn't die in any of the, the regulator's engagements. So that's pretty you – know, he just got better at killing as, as it went on. Yeah. So that's uh, pretty frightening. Um Absolutely. I didn't even yeah. think about that. Thank you for putting that in that context. Yeah. Was it, was it Paul, was Paulita his girlfriend? Was it Paulita? Yeah. Was Sophia? I think that was her, yeah, that may have been her name, yes. I, I don't, I can't turn my computer on because there's a thunderstorm going and we have terrible, uh, uh, I live in the middle of nowhere, so we have horrible uh, power grid 
and I don't want to fry my another computer. So. Yeah, I just looked it up. I looked it up, I looked it up real quick. It says that uh, his girl, his alleged girlfriend, was Paulita Maxwell. She was the yeah. daughter of Lucian Bonaparte Maxwell, a yep. landowner from that area. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and Pete was uh, his friend, who's Lucian's son, or, or Lucian, however it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that's where uh, Garrett was sitting there talking to Pete, and that's why people think that uh, Pat, Pete sold him out to Pat. But I, I, I don't know. Who knows? Well, I, I can give you my personal opinion later. But, yeah, let's jump into uh, Billy and his life. So Billy the Kid was born Henry McCarty. The exact day is disputed. Um, if you look it up, there's several days. Um, but it was in the year 1859. Yeah. Uh, he was born in uh, New York City. Um, mm-hmm. His father passed. Uh, uh, nobody knows from what or if they do I don't I couldn't find it um, he had a brother I believe just the one um, and after his father's uh, passing him and his mother moved to Indiana where she met this is uh, so typical of the time period she met a man named William Henry Harrison Antrim that's a name William Henry Harrison Antrim Uh, and after they met uh, they moved to Kansas and um, that they moved to Kansas in 1870 years later uh, uh, Catherine his mom Catherine McCarty uh, married Antrim and uh, shortly after getting married they moved to Silver City, New Mexico. I believe it was, it was Silver City, but it was definitely New Mexico. Uh, so that's, what I, I'm sorry. Sorry. <coughs> what did you say on that last part? I kind of cut out for a second. Oh, um, they went to uh, Silver City, New Mexico. I said. Oh, okay. And then I said it may not have been Silver City, but it was definitely New Mexico. So that's how he got to New Mexico. And I, I see from what I can pull up, and I don't know if these names are correct or not, but it says that his father was Patrick McCarty, and that his brother's name was Joseph McCarty. Uh, yeah, but his brother, if I'm correct, started using uh, Antrim. Did he? Okay. Yeah. And, and then was his brother older or younger? I cannot. I can't recall. I you know. I want to say younger. Okay. I, I want to say younger, but I I can't recall. I didn't make a note mm-hmm. of it, and I can't look it up. Oh, no, no, that's fine. I just thought if you, yeah, if you knew it off the cuff, we'd just kind of yeah. throw it out there. No, I so do want to say I do want to say younger, and, and that's why he started using Antrim, because um, <laughs> he looked at his, his stepdad as more of his father. Oh, okay. Um, but, um, so, yeah, uh, a few years after getting married, they moved to New Mexico, and Catherine, um, let's see, yeah, she died, 
in uh, 1873, I want to say. Or maybe it was... No, um, I was just trying to look here and see. Yeah, my note got cut off. Um... Yeah, it, it. Okay. I know it was a few years after they got married. Yeah. So I think I think it was '76. But either way, it was it was around there. He was. Uh, um. Antrim kicked him out. Essentially, wanted nothing to do with him. He was 13. And yeah. So he so he leaves. Uh, his first crime is he him and another uh, uh, boy who who are staying at a boarding house. Yeah. They steal from a laundry. Yep. That that was uh, across the way. They stole two yeah. pistols and some clothing. Yep. Um. He was arrested. Was taken to jail. He escaped and was a fugitive. Yep. Um, he traveled to southeast Arizona where he worked as a ranch hand, where he yep. got his nickname at uh, Kid, the Kid. Mm-hmm. And um, he he uh, he spent his time gambling. Uh, he, he he gambled most of his money, except for his the first money he used to buy his first gun, which. Some people have said was a cap and ball. Some people have said was uh, uh, 1873. Um, uh, I I don't know which one because there's you know there's so much debate. I wasn't there. I don't, I didn't. I wasn't with Billy. <laughs> <laughs> well, why not? <laughs> yeah. I also but, I also uh, heard he, he shot 41. He shot 41. He liked 41 is what I heard too. Yeah, yeah, the mm-hmm. 1877 uh, 41 Thunderer, the double action. That was his. Uh, that was his preferred. But I have a theory as to why he liked that, given it was a expensive gun. But uh, I'll get to that in a second. Um, so, um, yeah, he he got it. He got his. Uh, he got his pistol and then spent most of his time gambling. Um, on August 17th, 1870, my notes got cut off, a local named Jack Cahill <laughs> started bullying him. Um, Jack Cahill, oh, uh, he, was yeah. a, he was a Scottish immigrant. He was a known bully, and he liked to pick on Billy a lot yeah. because he was skinny, he was clean-shaven, you know, baby-faced kid. So he he liked yep. to bully him. Um, Billy had enough. And uh, words were exchanged. Cahill didn't wear a pistol. He didn't have one. Billy did. Uh, words were exchanged. Fists got exchanged. There was uh, scuffling, struggling, um... They both started going for uh, McCarty's gun, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Billy's gun. Um, Billy got to it first and uh, gut shot him. And uh, Cahill died either that night or the next day. 
but it took him a long time. And, um, you know, gut shots are a terrible way to go. Uh, McCarty fled, but then he returned and was captured by mm-hmm. a justice of the peace and then escaped. Yep. And fled into, Mexi- into New Mexico. Yep. And uh, that's when he decided to call himself uh, William H. Bonney. And yep. this is also the time that he met John Tunstall. Uh, they came to meet each other by way of Bonnie stealing some uh, uh, horses, I believe it was, or maybe it was cattle. From, I think it was uh, cattle. Yeah. Yeah, it may have been cattle. He was stealing some cattle from uh, Tunstall, mm-hmm. and Tunstall caught him. And noticing, you know, well, hey, here's a guy who's I, I could use. Um, you know, let's just put a gun in his hand, and that's uh, what he did. And uh, he offered him a job instead of the rope. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's how Tunstall and uh, and Billy the Kid came to be uh, partners, mm-hmm. friends. And, and, and I, I would imagine they had a pretty good, um, strong relationship, too, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. To go yeah. from, hey, wrestling my cattle, to, hey, you want a job? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Billy's thinking to myself, well, here's the first here's the first person in a long while yeah. who, 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 who sees something in me that, that wants, you know, he's giving him a chance to go straight. Yeah. You know, yeah, and and he, he jumps on it, yeah, and then it's snatched out from underneath them. So it's it's mm-hmm. it's kind of easy to see how uh, he would go. He 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 went the route he went. You know, he was he, yeah. he lost his father young. He yep. lost his mother young. He, yeah. His stepfather kicked him out. He lost yeah. contact with his brother because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, he it's had kind no of family. like, yeah, everybody that he loved and cared about were gone in a sense, one way or another. And so, when you're a person that's just kind of out there, you know, roaming alo- alone and doing your own thing, it's very easy to get off the, you know, straight path and start doing all kinds of shady things. You know. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, if you want to get into the weapons, we can get into the weapons now. That's always fun. Um, yeah, but can you answer me one question? How did him and Pat Garrett become friends? Because they were friends or they had a friendship at one point in time. Did they not? Or do I have that wrong? Um, I... Did not I? That's the first I've heard of that actually. But if they did, I would imagine it would be over gambling, because <laughs> Garrett was a terrible gambler. Uh, he loved to gamble, and so did Billy. Mm-hmm. So I would uh, I would imagine that they met somewhere gambling, um, if they met at all. But I can't see them. Because Billy being so young, and, and and the age separation and and but I don't know I yeah I haven't I haven't heard they, that. They must have known 
uh, each other fairly well. I mean, because, you know, Pat Garrett was the one after he killed Billy the Kid and said, you know, that's him because I know that it's him because I, I he was basically saying that he, he knew him in a sense. So oh, yeah. I was just curious. Yeah, Pat, Pat's been chasing, Pat had been chasing him since uh, that siege that I had talked about. Right. Um, because yeah. back in the day, you didn't. It's not like you could just pick up your cell phone and be like, "Hey, look at this picture of this wanted person that's on the you know FBI's ten most wanted list." So yeah. it really kind of was either you knew them or word of mouth, or you, or you took the word of somebody that you know knew that person and knew what they looked like and you know who they were. So I was just curious. That's all. Yeah, I think it. It was probably. It probably just goes back to the fact that. Pat had been chasing him since the $500 bounty had been put on him. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. Um, yeah, okay. I'm I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like derail you there, but yes. Oh, no um, worries. It's your show. It, <laughs> <laughs> we, we got about 13 minutes remaining. So, yes, I do want to talk about the weapons because this is something that also fascinates me. Um, you know the particular choice of weapons that they were, you know, using at that at that point in time. And, and did people, or did some of the cowboys or some of the outlaws have more than one choice of, you know, weapon and just kind of things like that? Because I, I think that some of that information kind of gets thrown in the back burner, if you will, because you know we're to the forefront. It's brought uh, the Lincoln County War and uh, Billy the Kid and Pat Garrett, but. I don't think there's a lot of people out there that really focused on, you know, the choice of weapon or weapons that they used during that time. Yeah, yeah, right. Like when I when I was looking up the the Ollinger situation, it took me until you know five minutes before airtime to figure out it was a Whitney 1866. I can't believe you found that. I know, I was so happy. I know. I'm like, oh my god, somebody knows. Because it ain't me. I still don't know what barrel length it was, but it was a it was a Whitney eighteen sixty six ten gauge. But yeah, Here we go. The, uh, make and model. Yeah. Uh so yeah, the weapons. Uh Billy the Kid in particular loved the model eighteen seventy seven. He mm-hmm. loved, yeah. Now they made three. Colt made three of those. They made uh, uh, one in uh, 32 Colt, uh, 38 Long Colt. In fact, 38 mm-hmm. Long Colt. I'm pretty sure they invented it for that that model of gun. Um, mm-hmm. I could be wrong about that, but um, and then there's the 41 uh, Long Colt. Now, Uh these have uh, three names. Uh, The 32 is known as the Rainmaker. They're unofficial names. Um, The the 38 Long Colt is the uh, uh, brain fart. But the 41 is the Thunderer. Uh, The 41 Long Colt is the Thunderer. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the one Billy liked. Uh, these guns are very... Uh, I think he got this from Tunstall, and this is why. These are new and expensive, um, especially in 1877. Um, which oh, yeah. Is, yeah, which is, and, you know, that that's right around the time he's he's running into the dude, and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, Tunstall would have wanted... 
would have wanted the best for his his guys, you mm-hmm. know, and he had money. Exactly. You know? And that's another thing I just wanted to interject in right uh, at this at this point, talking about the weapons. The amount of money that a person made back in that day would take a, a whole month's worth, if not a little bit more, of wages to purchase a handgun back in the day. Oh yeah. So for for Tunstall, who was a very rich individual, just to come up to you and say, "Well, here you go," yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. like you know, probably the most amazing thing ever. Yeah, it's like, uh, and it's it's not just that. It's like handing someone, um, you know, <laughs> some, uh, it's it's literally handing someone a double action when the only mm-hmm. thing that's ever existed is a single action, you know? It, Great. It's, it's new whiz-bang gadgetry. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, um, but, uh Billy the Kid is also known to have used the 1873 Peacemaker. A lot of the, mm-hmm. a lot of the, the uh, regulators used the single yeah. action army or the Peacemaker. Yeah, that was um, very popular. Yeah. Oh yeah. That that 45 long Colt, very popular round. Mm-hmm. Um, the th- the 1877 uh, is a very fragile gun. A lot of moving parts. It's the first double action Colt ever made. So, but the single action army that's going to work every time. Um, let's see, um, double barrel shotguns. Who knows? There were so many being made at the time by the regulators. Um, we don't know who yeah. used what. There's probably Colts mm-hmm. being used and and all sorts. You know. There's a, a couple of comments that I just wanted to throw out there in the chat room. It looks like uh, somebody had mentioned a Winchester rifle, uh, a Model 1873, a 40, 44 or 40. There also was a Smith and Wesson, is it Schofield, and a 45, and um, and it was also known as a 45 short. Yeah, the 45 Schofield. Mhm. Yeah, and. Uh, I didn't know Billy ever used one of those, but uh, I, I was about to get to the 1873 in uh, 4440 because that's uh-huh. in the picture. Uh, the only yeah. picture of uh, Billy with guns. Mm-hmm. I, there's another croquet picture, um, but I haven't really studied that one. But the other one where he's got a pistol on his hip and he's got a rifle in his hand. Uh, It's an 1873 Winchester in 4440, and uh, the pistol's on his left hip, and everyone's like, oh, my gosh, he's left-handed. Nope. Yeah, and they're like, oh, no, the the photo's reversed. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) The first time I saw that, I'm like, oh, it's in his left. No, no, reverse that. It's the photography. Yeah, yeah. People don't think of that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at the loading gate and the rifle, guys. Yeah. Um, John, John Solar, um, I just wanted to ask you a question really quick because I know that we talked about pictures in particular about Billy the Kid because there wasn't many out there. What was the other one that you said that they that they came across that they said that they could uh, authenticate? They authenticated. They were always arguing about the croquet one. There was tons of arguments about that one. But they had another one of him 
uh, w- sitting in a chair with with an unknown person. Hang mm-hmm. on, let me see if I. I mean, I have it. I, I just I can't show okay. it. Okay. <laughs> well, while you're looking for that, we'll 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 just keep right on talking about the about the guns. I just got a little off track there when you said pictures, so made me think of that. Okay, sorry. Back to the guns. <laughs> but yeah, the um, uh, for me the what what I like I said the the Allinger's shotgun, uh, that ten gauge. Yeah. Um, obviously he used that, um, and for, from everything I've read, the biggest weapon of that whole war would Mm -hmm. have to be the 1873 Winchester. Yeah. And, and there may have been other repeating rifles, um, you know, who knows, I wasn't there, but... The repeating rifle, I'll just say the repeating rifle in general, but um, yeah, that was uh, that was definitely one of those skirmishes where the repeating rifle was used heavily, and uh, I didn't even talk about the ambush of uh, of Brady and his deputies. Um, Oh, yeah. Do you want me to go back and talk about that a little bit? (laughs) Well, we have a few more minutes. Mm Mm-hmm. Important piece. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll go real quick. All right, so on April 1st, 1878, several regulators, uh, I'm not going to go through all their names, uh, Billy was there, obviously. They waited and watched as Brady and several deputies made their way to serve an arrest warrant on McSweeney. Um, okay. As he approached, they opened fire, all with uh, repeating rifles, and I think a couple had shotguns. Um, the sheriff dropped dead from a dozen gunshot wounds. That says to me, they were aiming for him. It's my belief they wanted him dead. And uh, another deputy fell fatally wounded. Uh, Two guys broke cover, ran to get the arrest warrant Mm -hmm. out of the sheriff's pocket. Uh, a, a, A wounded deputy was able to shoot both of them with one bullet. And, uh, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much the end of that. I think they just shot him, and then that was the end of that. But, yeah, I blazed through that real quick. There is a lot of tit for tat, I think, that, that went on when you look at it in the, in the scheme of things. Um, oh, yeah, it was revenge you know? killing. Oh, yeah, Revenge Absolutely. killing. It was, it, was, it was a lot of Old West. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what the Old West is, 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 is marred by and punctuated by is, Revenge killing and tit for tat. Yeah. It truly was the Wild West. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It still is. I live here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there is, um, um, like John said, there's a link in the chat room if you want to check out the the picture uh, of Billy the Kid that they um, they authenticated and believe that that is actually him in the picture. So we're oh, down I- to... Can you email it to me? Because I can't turn my computer on right now. I still got a thunderstorm going on. If you email it to me, I can check it on my phone. Sure. We'll see if we can get that to you. Did you, by the way, send something to me? Yeah. Eric told okay. me to email email you my notes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I do have your email. Yes, we'll send that to you. It's going to give me a minute. minute. It might come after the show. 
show, but give me a minute because I'm technologically challenged some days. <laughs> but anyways, we are down to our last two remaining minutes, and I just want to take a, a moment to say, Jim, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing all this information and taking the time to look all this up because much like you, I, I, I know what that's like to kind of, you know, to sleuth through some of all this stuff and, you know, find out the facts and, you know, and, and it's awesome to hear somebody else's opinion on this too of what they, you know, what they thought or what they saw through their um, through their research. And I really hope at some point in time in the future that we can do this again. Uh, I love talking about outlaws. I love talking about gangsters. So anytime that we can... Um, pick another topic and you can come back on, I would absolutely love it. Absolutely. You've got my phone number. Send me a text. If you don't have it, get it from Eric. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I absolutely will. Awesome. <laughs> and for everybody out there, I hope you really enjoyed this topic. I, I, this is something a little bit different. It's just kind of nice to take a step back and, you know, not worry about really what's going on in the news in the moment and all the negative things that are kind of, you know, out there and about there. And, okay, yeah, you could look at this war as being part of negative. But I think more importantly, just looking at the piece of history and carry that with you. Because, you know, boys and girls, history has a tendency to repeat itself. Absolutely. So that's it. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Thank you again, Jim, for, for making this happen. And, John, I just have to say as a side note, thank God we got blog radio tonight, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, or else I wouldn't have been on here. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> this was a topic I didn't want to miss. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. I hope people enjoyed it. I, I I believe that they did because the chat room was just going like bla- uh, blazes there for a while with everybody putting their comments in there and talking about it. So that's it. Thank you very much, everybody. Good night. Have a good week ahead of you, and we will talk to you next week. See you later, alligator. I'm gonna have to change your your exit music. Uh huh. <laughs> we'll have to figure out something better. Yeah. So was it fun? So. Oh, it was blast. really Fantastic. fun. Thank you. That, that was went, awesome. That went quick. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's why I say to John, if you always have a good topic, that hour just flies right by. Oh, I got two new subscribers. That's crazy. Awesome. Yeah. We, we, we put, well, we put, yeah, we put, we put your uh, link in the, uh, in the, in chat, the chat room. Right? Oh, that's cool. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. Well, we'll do this again, and I will get the number from Eric, and we will be in touch. Absolutely. Uh, look up Pleasant Valley War. See if that tickles your fancy, because if it does, I know everything there is to know about that. My family's associated with the Tootsberries, so. Cool. Yeah. I will look into it. Awesome. For sure. All right, you guys have a great night. You All too. Right. Thank you so much. Take care, Push John. Have a good one. See you.